Merry Christmas, and we're so glad you're with us this evening. Um, we have just a, a brief homily from Revelation chapter 12, and um, so if you have your Bible or if you have an app on your phone, if you could go ahead and turn there, Revelation 12 starting in verse 1. And a great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains and the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and on his heads seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God in which she is to be nourished for 1,260 days. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels, fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated. And there was no longer any place for them in heaven, and the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. And he was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Father God, now we thank you on this Christmas. Lord, we thank you for sending your Son, for the gift of Christ, and for everyone who is here present this evening. We pray, O God, that you would transform our hearts and convict us and convince us by its truth, power, and let us leave differently than the way we came in this evening. Lord, let the glory of Christmas dwell in us and resonate in us and rest upon us. In your Son's name we pray, amen. Well, Christmas is a happy time of year, a joyous occasion, and on that we would all agree. Our cultural conception of the season is friendly and festive, warm and welcoming. Santa Claus, elves, the North Pole, cheer and mistletoe, eggnog and presents, family fun and laughter, holiday decorations and gathering around the fireplace, And it's been this way for generations. The Christian imagination surrounding uh, the Christmas event is similarly innocuous. And we know the key players, don't we? Mary and Joseph, a donkey, maybe a cow, a goat, some sheep, in a manger with some hay. None of our nativity scenes or greeting cards include danger or treachery. 
let alone the lurking evil of a great red dragon trying to eat our Lord. The Gospels don't mention this unwelcome visitor, but John's apocalypse does. John illustrates for us a seven-headed, ten-horned red dragon onto the peaceful Christmas canvas. The story begins when John sees a sign emerging from heaven, almost like a constellation coming into the evening sky. As John looks at the heavens, he sees the figure of a woman who's clothed with the sun and has the moon under her feet. The 12 stars around her head form a crown, which is a symbol of victory and rule. The woman is pregnant, and she cries out in labor pains as she prepares to give birth to the child who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. The description of the child is taken from Psalm chapter 2. Maybe you've read it before. And it speaks of the Lord's anointed, the Messiah, who will be given all of the nations as his heritage and inheritance. Now, the woman is not to be conflated with Mary. The woman in this vision is Israel, the people of God, the church. And in John's vision, the dragon is a terrifying monster with seven heads and ten horns, so huge that its twitching tail dislodged the stars, emptying a third of the sky of its light. And the crown on his head shows that it aspires to reign. But the woman, she wears a crown, a crown of stars, and the child who is to rule the nations that she's about to give birth to, well, they're the dragon's rivals, and he must destroy them. Clearly, there's more going on at Christmas than drinking eggnog and kissing under the mistletoe, or even peace on earth. Philip Yancey writes, from God's point of view, and Satan's, Christmas signals far more than the birth of a baby. It was an invasion, the decisive advance in the great struggle for the cosmos. We could just as well sing around Christmas time, silent night, violent night, hell and heaven meet to fight. Wars have been waged over money, property, honor, and oil. But this war, the greatest conflict in human history between heaven and hell, is over us. Because Satan can't get at God himself, he preys on the people of God. In fact, his name means accuser. That's what John calls him later on in the chapter, the accuser of our brethren who accuses them day and night before God, Revelation 12 and 10. And through accusation, he enslaves us in guilt and shame 
and depravity and lies. And it's not a mind game the devil's playing. We are guilty. We're sinners. And each accusation the accuser wraps round and round our souls. But on this night, on this Christmas night, Christmas Eve, his enemy, a warrior king who is to rule the nations, came to set us free. And in that little town of Bethlehem, amidst the hay and the animals and the manger, the great red dragon stood, fearing that we, his captives, would learn the truth, and the truth might set us free. John says that the woman gave birth to the child and spread her wings and fled into the wilderness, and the dragon was so angry, in verse 7, that a war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels, and Satan and his angels, and the fighting, John tells us, was fierce. Can you just imagine that for a moment? A fight broke out in heaven between Michael and his angels and Satan and his angels. A fierce conflagration between two opposing groups in heaven. And Satan lost. And it says, and the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Missing his opportunity in Bethlehem, the dragon hounds our Lord down to Egypt, and then back again to Galilee. He trails him in the desert with tempting words, and finally, after 33 years of warfare and repeated defeats, the dragon who tried to swallow Christ at birth swallows the man atop the cross. And he finally wins, or so it seems. What the dragon swallowed, though, was poison to him. At the death of Jesus, there was a great rattling of the chains. The links of evil that bound us snapped in two. A world held in bondage to the dragon was in the death of the Son of God immediately and irreversibly freed forever from his captivity. And it all began in Bethlehem. Chad Bird writes, Unseen by human eyes, hell and heaven battled over us. And heaven in the end stood on the neck of hell and pressed its foot into the throat that had so long accused us. The accuser of our brethren, John wrote, has been thrown down. He was conquered by the blood of the Lamb. Revelation 12, 11. All the dragon gets for Christmas is a mouthful of shattered teeth, fiery lungs flooded with oceans of divine wrath, and a sword swinging down from above 
to chop off the head that spouted accusation. Merry Christmas. The dragon is dead. The baby is alive. And his victory has set you free. So tonight, with your families, when you're singing carols together or exchanging gifts, remember that Christmas, with all of its festive scenes of celebration more than anything else, is about the gospel. And the gospel of Jesus is that God gave us his son to break the bondage and yoke of sin. This is Christmas. This is the gospel. Let's pray. O King of nations, your reign spreads through all the lands. You defend the cause of the poor and plead for the wretched of the earth. Fashion us into an obedient people that we may spread the good news of your reign of perfect peace and justice until all creation will finally rejoice in your perfect will. Until all bend the knee to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, in whose name we pray, even Jesus Christ, your Son and our Savior. Amen.